This is a Good Time Charlie production. On your marks, get set. Hate and love a finale. Because, I mean, we done for the time being. That kind of sucks. But also it means we made it to here. And that's pretty great, right? So yeah. we celebrate that. And that's pretty fun. You know what I'm saying? It's Crimp and It's a great British bake-off podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my homegirl, Nick Ju. It went the way it should have. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I'll allow for that. <laughs> and, of course, the 216 is on Big Anthony. I feel like I could eat more. Agree. Agree. But that's ideal, right? Yeah. I oh, think it's me, a good place to be. I, I am the Internet's Table 713. And uh, if it's your first time joining us, you might be wondering. What's group Yay! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you well, know, let me tell you the story of that real quick. Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, we were sitting down eating dinner tonight, and I was like, well, uh, you know, tonight is Thursday, and we usually record Skim, but tonight uh, we're doing uh, Creme Patissier. Emery, Emery said, what's Creme Patissier? And I was like, that sounded so good. Let me go get my phone. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Creme Patissier is uh, people of color reviewing the Great British Bake Off. And some other show off, in this case, the Great American Baking Show. Uh, we also reviewed The Big Brunch, which was a show on HBO Max. And who knows what we'll review in the future? And uh, I, I think our perspective matters when it comes to things like this. And I like what we do. And uh, that's what's going down. And, and, and we don't simply review the show. We also have a segment we do each week. And that is known as Bakers Make the World Go. Our little news segment. We we usually snag a couple of stories and uh around the world, a world of baking. And uh I pulled them this week. And I, I normally don't. Normally these two pull them and I, I get to just play uh reader. But I thought these two were were relevant to our our interests. Uh first one, baking star from the Great American Baking Show is making braided bread. This is from yesterday from WBOC. Del Marva, Del Marva's news leader, where Del Marva is, mm. and it dawns on me that this is actually a a video and not a news story. But this just means, uh, don't worry, Anthony pulled pulled me a story, I, and I will give you the link to this. It's Susan Simpson of this very program in the, on the in the news studio doing making making bread, and I didn't realize it was a video. I thought it was a news story, so that's fun. 
But don't worry, Anthony got me another news story because that's how we roll people. So look, look how quickly I can just pull this up. Boom. <laughs> you got a story of how a Bake Off star unveils a special cake for ship anniversary. It's Christopher Mace at the BBC News. You know it's wild when they have a byline. They just don't give them out over there. But here we go. Oh, it's the homie, too. Thanks, Ant. Uh, a great British Bake Off winner has celebrated the 180th anniversary of a historic British ship by unveiling a replica made of cake. Hmm. Giuseppe Delano, who won the show in 2021, Giuseppe. <laughs> revealed the showstopper to a small audience at the SS Great Britain in Bristol. Mr. Delano, an engineer, then cut the cake in front of young engineers and their families. He said engineering and baking are more similar than you think. They're both about accuracy, precision, and they're both about creativity and being able to think outside the box. Like with the mag th this magnificent cake, he added. During the unveiling, Mr. Delano poured dry ice in the funnel to create artificial smoke. The cake was made by Cajun Cakes in Bedminster and was carved out of a block made from several sheets of sponge. It was then filled with buttercream and jam, and layers of icing were added. Isambard Is Kingdom Brunel's SS Great Britain, man, that's a lot, was the first in the world to be made of iron and have a propeller. It was launched by Prince Albert on 19 July 1843 in Bristol Harbor. Accounts vary of the day, but one story is that the prince threw a bottle of champagne at the ship from a table to launch the ship, mm. showering the crowd below in broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a further two years before the ship made its maiden voyage to New York in 1845. Head of interpretation at the SS Great Britain, Iona Keene, said it is vital the ship is celebrated 180 years on. To have a ship of that age still with us in, in a fantastic feat is a fantastic feat of engineering, she said. When she was born, well, it, she was the biggest ship of her kind and is really the blueprint of modern ships and a key part of the national and international history. As well as the cake unveiling, the SS Great Britain team is celebrating the anniversary by making entry for up to two children free with an adult ticket through the summer a trail designed for children called Birthday Banquet Blunder, where families follow clues to find food and hidden items around the ship, is also running. The idea of this is to show what food would have been like aboard the ship when it traveled back and forth between Britain and New York in the 19th century. Lovely. Thank you, sir, for, for, for snagging that one for us. Giuseppe. Other one. <laughs> like every color Giuseppe's your guilty pleasure is me. Uh... In its new home, the Great American Baking Show is more like the British version than ever. Mm. This is from Reality Blurred, and Andy Denhart is on of the byline. Over the past decade, adaptations of the Great British Bake Off in the United States, look at it, put respect on its name. I just want y'all to know, I didn't change that. Usually I'm changing what people write, but this man wrote the Great British Bake Off in the United States have come out of the Hollywood oven again and again. The show, the show began with CBS's overbaked Jeff Foxworthy hosted oh, the American no. Baking oh, Competition. God. Malicious. Ugh. And since then, there have been five more seasons in three different names, all on ABC. Hmm. The Great Holiday Baking Show, The Great American Baking Show, Holiday Edition, twice, and The Great American Baking Show, twice. In that time, there were six different hosts and five different judges. And one season that disappeared mid-run. Dang. I told y'all about that one. Mm -hmm. That dude got me too. And they was like, nope. <laughs> All have been produced by Love Productions, offering an opportunity to see what three different networks, now CBS, ABC, and Roku, have asked for. 
The ABC version had its charms, but changed literally every season, so it never got traction. While networks pretending that earlier seasons don't exist usually drives me nuts, I am not as disconcerted by the Roku channel deciding to call its first season The Great American Baking Show Season 1 instead of 6 or 7 if you include the CBS version. That's because Roku's The Great American Baking Show is the closest American network has is the closest an American network has come to transporting the original to the states. The Roku channel, a free streaming service that does not require one of these one of these. What is one of these? One of these is a link in the story, so let's click on that and see what one of these is. Oh, a Roku device. Very good. <laughs> You're funny, Mr. Article Man. <laughs> it's, and is even on the web, have licensed the first seven seasons of GBBO and also the celebrity specials and after show and Extra Slice. I didn't know I could watch the Extra Slice on here. I've been trying to get y'all to watch the Extra Slice. I know you had sent like a link and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to work this, so now I can go find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roku gave us a hint of what to expect with a fantastic celebrity holiday special last December. It really was good. If y'all didn't watch that, I it's on there it. right now, too. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that. You would love that, Nick. I'm going to check yeah. it out. The new civilian season isn't as immediately charming because it's not stocked with a cast of talented entertainers. And it also follows in GBO footsteps with a pointless bit. I love that <laughs> pointless bit. This one opens with an attempt at humor about British accents that is beneath the talent of all involved. Oh, They're talking no. about first episode. <laughs> yeah, I thought that yeah. it was a fine joke. It's fine. It acts for some strange reason as if we have no idea what the Great British Baking Show is. Thankfully, it's uphill from there. The nine bakers who will compete over six episodes have a mix of backgrounds and skills and are introduced with the with the usual charming slice of life packages. For the first showstopper challenge, which asks for a 3D scene from their lives. They construct everything from a gay Chicago beach to a rehab center where one contestant recovered from a brain injury. There are quite a few disasters that suggest this small cast might not be capable of challenges of the challenges of the tent. But in the second episode, Showstopper, Illusion Cakes, they're all truly outstanding work. Beside the fewer number of contestants, nine and episodes six, there are other changes. Instead of being filmed at Welford Park, the Great British Baking Show has erected its very familiar tent here in the gardens next to Heatherden Hall at Pinewood Studios, which is in uh, near London or outside of London. While the UK version actually has a full week between its weekend tapings, the show filmed using the US version's typical schedule, two days of baking, two days off to practice, according to one of the contestants. Despite those differences, mm. what unfolds is mostly indistinguishable from the, from the British version. The structure, the tent, the three challenges. We also get the illustrations of the baker's plans, Paul improves improve, Paul usual judging and Paul's goddamn handshake. Man, this man really wrote that. <laughs> yes, the Great American Bake Show also brings the worst of the Great British Bake Off to America, too. The British version has been introducing increasingly absurd challenges. Instead of just repeating classics, it's forgetting the lessons of its early seasons where the drama came not from failures in a nailed-style challenge, but from the challenges of baking even the simplest of things under time constraints. The preview shows a future Great American Baking Show technical challenge involving hamburgers, because as we all know, frying meat patties is much of a key of baking skill <laughs> as, as making guacamole and tortillas for tacos. Ooh, Bruh. if you know, you know. Put the ether beat um, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of tacos, in the preview, Paul Hollywood corrects a baker's pronunciation of, of basil, which is a hell of a choice for Paul Taco Hollywood. No. <laughs> 
Yes, Paul and Prue are doing their usual thing, and it works as well as it does for their flagship show. A minor spoiler, Prue's absent from the second episode due to illness, which throws the whole thing off balance. Ellie sits in for Prue during the technical tasting in the tiny tent, but otherwise, it's Paul, 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 with him making all the judgments and decisions. The show is the show is already this show is already has too much Paul. See, that's how it's written. So, so this is not a great turn. Thankfully, she's back in episode three, but because there's that's Bread Week, the focus goes back to Paul's expertise yet again. The new personalities in the tent are hosts Ellie Kemper, The Office Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and Zach Cherry, Severance, you. They're finding their way as a duo in, and in the tent, but quickly bring their own charm. Some things work, others are just a waste of time, like the poorly conceived cold open. Their banter with the contestants is more purposeful than Noel Fielding's disruptions. No. Okay. And they have some good jokes and banter. After Ellie gives a two-hour time call, Zach says, but don't worry, that's still plenty of time to make crucial mistakes. I'm rather hoping these bakers will bring something a bit new to the tent, Prue says as the, at the start of the series. I'm expecting unusual bakes or at least unusual flavors. What does the American side of the production bring to the tent? Paul Hollywood said in an interview that there was a blend of America and UK camera crew and sound crew and a lot of execs over from America. Thankfully, it's nothing unusual. It's a little bit more to that story, but uh, it, it is in your notes and you can uh, read the rest of it there. But I thought that was dope and a good way to wrap up this uh, particular series. And uh, why don't we get to it? It is the final. And uh, our bakers in the tent this week are Sarah Chang, Diana O'Brien, and Martin Sorge. Uh, we got two Chicagoans in the building and one. Uh, what is she from? She's from uh, Saxon, right? Yeah. What is she from, from Sacramento? She's from everywhere. Hmm. I, well, she works in Sacktown, so we're gonna give Sacramento some some peace. <laughs> and uh, the 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 uh, the opening bit this week that uh, Ellie jumping out of cake or jumping in a cake, I thought was pretty fun. I think like that article you just read at points, I felt like we wrote it, which made me feel really validated as a podcaster reviewing the show. But I also thought that he was too snarky and kind of mean for no reason, and I disagreed with him about the cold opens. Um, I found them to be really charming, actually. Yeah. 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 So he, somebody always got to be snooty. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, fuck you. You, It's okay. You you know, it's your opinion. I don't got to say fuck you, but I do got to say kind of fuck you. So it it was definitely uh, almost like the shade room ish. Yeah. (laughs) The way that was written. (laughs) Yeah, he did kind of get in there right quick, right? For a couple of bars there, so I will give him peas on that particular thing. Um, for our final signature, they want an elevated snack cake. Mm-hmm. Two hours to complete. Basically, they want you to make a hostess cake mm-hmm. of your own design. And uh, that is fun. That's a, a real mm-hmm. good challenge that I hope they repeat in the, uh, in the uh, Bake Off, English Bake Off. I don't know a lot of English snacks, but I do know a few. You know, chocolate cakes and the like, and uh, um, like uh, digestive digestive biscuits and so forth. So I kind of would like to see uh, that their take on it as well. Uh, Sarah is up top. Uh, she's going to make a fancy pecan crumble cake, brown sugar genoa sponge, cinnamon mascarpone cream filling, covered in the chocolate mirror glaze with toasted pecans. Hearing Ellie say pecan tells me exactly where in the country she's from. 
Because <laughs> I, I come from near there too. You know what I'm saying? So she made a she, she made a ho ho. Is that what that was? So no. Nah, so she was a uh, basically she basically combined the two versions of intimate snacks that her family got down with the cinnamon crumb cake, which she said everybody in her family liked, but her, but she loved the shiny chocolate intimate donuts. Mm. Oh, okay. Even so she combined the best of her 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 Sunday morning uh, snacks into one. Yeah, her it looked like a ding dong. <laughs> yeah, it kind of did that. It had that general. Well, yeah, it, oh man, you know what? She should have cut it that way. Mm-hmm. That would have made so much more sense than what she did. Uh, Diana with with a raspberry snowball coconut cake. Excuse me, raspberry snowball cake with uh, coconut and lime sponge. Which I think was an obvious callback to last week's uh, technical challenge because she did so well and she was like, ah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> uh, I absolutely love Red Zingers until I one day read the package and was like, hmm, that's a lark. I can't mm-hmm. eat these. <laughs> and therefore I had to let go of Red Zingers. I saw Red Zingers today at the store and was like, mm. if only. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, and I do like, I like snowballs as well. And it's basically, and, and uh, so to combine, Two of my my personal hostess bangs into one. I was like, okay, lady, I see you. I've never had a um, snowball. You don't like her. No, Uh, I've never had a snowball. Um, it is an acquired taste. It's covered in coconut. uh, Coconut. So so it's a little chocolate. So it's a little chocolate puck, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, that's that's your little cupcake. Got a little cream filling it. Then that is domed with marshmallow. Mm-hmm. And then on the outside of that is coconut. Yeah, I don't really eat ball with coconut, so that's probably why I've never had one. Oh, yeah. to the good. Also. But I, I bet you, you in my adult palate, I probably would fuck with it. Yeah. I I really love those raspberry zingers. Um in a world I don't think I've ever of, had that either. In a world of uh just cream filled with um with, with some hard ass icing on it, it was something different about that raspberry zinger. And um, yeah. when, you, when we used to go to that, <laughs> so basically, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so that one is basically, well, okay. See, it used to be back in the day before, because Zingers used to be Dottie Dottie Madison. Madison. Yeah. Not Hostess. But then when that all said and done, they they, they Hostess now. And they, they used to be like, uh, Snoopy was their mascot. They basically had Peanuts as they, they Dolly Madison Cake's mascot. And so... All of Dolly Madison's little frosted joints had this like hard ass icing that they had on top of them. But like Ant was saying, what made the singer dope was it was basically, you know what I'm saying, your little sponge cake had your little filling in it. But it just had like a red coating of, I don't know, raspberry. Yeah. Cause I can't tell you what it was made from. This looked like a Twinkie that that somebody rolled into like some jelly. Yeah. No, cause it it, it ain't jelly. It ain't come off. Not. It was some kind of magic yeah. to it. Uh, I would, yeah. I would this white stuff. Coconut. On the outside. Coconut. Oh, see? Coconut. <laughs> That's why I've never had stuff. that. <laughs> what was dope about uh, that, even though I think it was a Dally Mad- Mad- Madison product, they used to have them at the Hostess um, um, outlet. Outlet, man. Yep. And when you I was just talking about the hostess outlet oh, to man. somebody today, and they were just like, "What, what? my like, bruh, bruh. <laughs> And don't go there on a Wednesday when they got the red line through the middle. Ooh. Look, man, kids will never know. Y'all, they won't. 
<laughs> I mean, the economy like, the way it is, they will. <laughs> all ours go. I kind of wish they would, but I also would have no idea where we have a hostess little uh, uh, little hostess uh, spot at at this yeah, point. Yeah, all ours because it kept moving further and further out the hood. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was like in the middle of the hood in my youngin days. And then it was like, we going out to Parma. Like, why are you going to the Parma? They don't need that. They got money out there. They don't need red lines. We need the red lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because ours is right next to Value City on, on Miles. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Martin is making neon zebra pistachio sponge coated in pistachio with a layer of uh, amarina cherry buttercream decorated with a tart cherry powder with zebra stripes. Amarina cherry is a cherry grown in Bologna and or Modena, two cities in Italy. It's usually bottled in syrup and used as a decoration on rich chocolate desserts. I don't know what cake he was going for. A I realize zebra, zebra stripes would make you think zebra cake. Yeah. But maybe he wanted to make a zebra cake, but just like in his own flavors. Yeah. We'll go with that. Which I think I is the challenge. That. I think that's the challenge. Like instead of like using the same flavors and kind of shape of and elevate it. He made yeah. a completely different situation, but just, it looked like a zebra cake. Yeah, that was dope. I uh, was looking at him make it and I was like, my man came through with pistachio oil and I was like, oh no, bro. That's <laughs> like so much, but I, I and, and am wrong here. That's what I'm saying. And so when we begin judging this up first is of course, Martin and they're like, Looks quite attractive, quite stark, and they 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 mean that complimentary. Very pretty, nice and soft, beautifully baked sponge. Combination of flavors is good. Tastes great. Would have liked to have had crunchy pistachios. Maybe should have been pralined. Is proves uh, mm. thing, uh only like I guess criticism. Absolutely delicious and very unusual. So that's a pretty solid a uh, solid review. And if you if in my in my opinion on that one. Up next is is Sarah. Her mirror glaze is quite shiny, though her uh, her treats are not consistent size-wise. Well-baked sponge, but too much cinnamon. Should be a taste, not an effect. Mm. I wrote in parentheses here, mm. bars. Uh, <laughs> Prue rather likes the cinnamon, but it does dominate a bit, which w- would have liked more filling. It's a lot of cake, but not an awful lot of filling. Pretty good. Uh, Diana's up. Top has split. Uh, the cream has split, and when they when they say that, uh, and it turns out she had set it on a stove, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand why, or I, I get the how she's trying to make space, yeah. but also, come on, baby, <laughs> she knew That's, she had it busted up too because she wasn't trying to argue with them. She just didn't know how hard they were going to clock it, and as soon as they clocked it, she was like, "Yep, you got me." <laughs> it was such an own goal that I was just like, "How did you manage?" But. That seemed to be heard this whole episode. Mm-hmm. So, uh, overall, look is nice and consistent. Very delicately done. Interior, really nice. Sponge, slightly overbaked. Coating, nice and thin. Flavors are great. Could have been perfect. Mm. One hit away. Sorry, Bleak. Uh, <laughs> I saw a Downers commercial with the Backstreet Boys right here. And it was so funny that I wrote it in my notes. That commercial was funny as hell. <laughs> I don't know what commercials y'all got this go around. But that one really made me chuckle. Is it the it um, Geico one or whatever it is? Is it? Was no, it, insurance? it was down, It was Downey. And uh, I have no idea what Backstreet huh. Boys' most popular song is. Everybody. 
Yes, it was yeah. that. And they kept <laughs> and they kept going back to that. And uh then at the end, she sang a song or well, she started a song that would have been a uh in sync song and it was like, No, that's not ours. I did see that. <laughs> I just, I thought, it, was, it was a really good commercial. That's dope. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I had to I had to give it up to him. Um something I thought would be interesting to to share, and uh it's a good time good place to do it. I as I told you, I'll be uh I'll be following my folk uh after the show is over, so because I don't feel like I can I can have anything uh yeah, spoilery. Mm-hmm. And I ended up following Sarah and I wanna find it because she ha- she has a whole thing ju- just about bake off. Uh, her name on Instagram, if you are so at all interested in following her, is on weekends we bake. Mm. And uh, where is it? I want to get in here, but not make sure it's not too loud. And here we go. People ask, do they have people to do your hair and makeup? She said, no. <laughs> and they also don't have people giving you a heads up if your hair looks not good. So like this this is in her highlights. So you can go through it. Like she has a highlight uh called uh uh Gab's looks and just one called just Gab's and it's just different stuff of 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 the show and I think it's really cool and um it's a it's a fun little like like everybody everybody else you know they talk they have they kind of have said stuff but she like went through and really made a whole thing about it. So I would say that's a that's a a pretty okay follow if you're interested in this show's uh, contestants as as to follow uh, after the fact. So I think she'll be a fun because she bakes, and I'm all about that. Uh, technical challenge is up next here. It's uh, set by Prue. <laughs> this was this was an interesting show, a technical challenge. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I especially okay. So here I'll read you what it is, and I'll tell you what my thoughts. Set by Prue, she wants an elaborate afternoon tea comprised of six Victoria sandwiches, six mini strawberry tarts, and six scones with smoked salmon and cream, cream cheese. Two hours and 15 minutes to complete. I heard Victoria sandwich. And I was like, is she going to make these people bake bread and make sandwiches? Not realizing Victoria sandwiches is basically just cupcakes. Mm. It's cupcakes how I eat cupcakes, which is <laughs> split them holes in half, put the bottom on top of the cream, and make a little sandwich. Well, guess what? The Brit's been doing it the whole damn time with Victoria sandwiches, which is basically a cupcake split in half with a creme pat in the middle. Amazing. Uh, it was fun to watch these people go to go to go to town on this, and they all seemed to know what they were doing. Uh, Sarah kept messing up, not kept messing up. She messed up once in that of uh, her uh, tart shell cracked in her, just crumbled right in her hand. It was uh, far too short of dough, and so she ended up remaking it. I'm sitting there. Like, mm. I don't know what I thought she should have done, but remaking it, it was not the answer. And I was just like, this, this, this is telling me where this is headed for you, lady. Yeah. You are, you are all nerves and you are messing up. And, uh, that proved, uh, prescient. I'll just say that. It was interesting you- how hard she fell on her face in that challenge too. And I was just like, damn, she really like, Fucked it all the way up. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn. The fact she got it done and out, and everything was pretty okay. Yeah. You know, even having after having to, you know, make some more dough. I don't think she had to make. She thinks she had to make more dough. It seemed like she did. She so I'm did. Gonna, you know, I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah. But she, they just, well, we'll get there, of course. Uh, judging, Diana's up first. Symmetry, okay. Scone, a little chewy. 
Victoria sandwich, a little pale, a little dope. Mm. Flavor's good. Strawberry tart looks pretty. The pastry's delicious, but should be thicker. Sarah's up next. Scones, not all the same height, but a good color. A little dope. Lovely flavor. The dome is right on the sponge. It's nice and lovely Victoria sandwich. <laughs> this was this this right again. They they really would have bars this week. From the sublime to the ridiculous. <laughs> the tarts look underbaked, <laughs> are falling to bits, and need it longer in the oven. So decent scones, real good Victoria sandwich, and bad tarts. And I mean, I would have ate them hard. <laughs> but <laughs> They that shit look raw. They look raw real to light. Me. Real light. They certainly need it. Uh, considerably more color. Um, Martin's up, up last. Uh, likes the color on the scones. Flavor's good. Texture's nice. Delicious. Looks pretty good. The sponge looks good. Likes the boldness of the tarts. They look neat. The pastry is nice and short. Everything about it is good. Pastry good. Crimp pad is good. Lovely. Really beautiful. Just full marks, and and that's that, that's how we uh we end up with this 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 ranking here. Sarah, your tartness are underbaked. Vanna, your sponge could have been baked longer, but the texture was spot on. And Martin, a perfect afternoon tea. I mean, he two for two I mean, at this point. And the girls, yeah. before the the last challenge, they were like, "It's really anybody's game." I'm like, <laughs> "No, it's not. No, it's not." Like, at this point, if it went any other way, I would have been like, I'm not coming to review the last episode. <laughs> it would have been a, it would have been an upsetting and uh, Martin, situation. And Martin, in his great humility, was like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> if I was him, I would have been like, I smoked these hoes. And I'm just here <laughs> to take it over the finish line today. <laughs> They ain't want none of this shit. Right. They ain't want none of this. Right. They can't fade me. <laughs> I does this. And oh in the beginning, God. might I add, when they were showing everyone's highlight reel, Sarah didn't have shit to show. They showed her one time because there was <laughs> one time before the last two weeks that she actually did well enough to be called out in the competition. And Diana's was like up and down and up and down. Like, how many times you going to show us that pineapple cake? Bruh. But my guy... <laughs> Consistently, like, like consistently, like it, I, it must be respected. Yeah, uh, it's, all, it's all good. Our showstopper this week, Nick Jew. Were you showstopper this week? Um, remind me of what they made, please. <laughs> the peace monte. Oh yeah, I I thought I thought I was showstopper. I don't know what the fuck Sarah made, but sure. <laughs> she don't know what she made. That's the thing. She was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Girl, Google. <laughs> Google. Bing. Ask Jeeves, girl. Let me tell you something. The amount of times it took me to get peace monte was a lot. Oh, I even bet. on Google. Because the spellings is wild, people. The French be on one. <laughs> but you're not on the great American bake off, friend. I think you would have hey. found it if you were. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You could have come to the judging table like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Baby, this is not the technical challenge. This the showstopper. You you have prepared for this. So what was wild about this one, even the subtitles, when they tried to spell it out, it was like a brick over like a couple of the letters. Like <laughs> they, 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 know they, they know even. <laughs> like we don't have a font for this accent. <laughs> 
<laughs> so showstopper is an intricately designed piece monte french for assembled or mounted piece mm. usually a croakum bush with a croakum bush is an example uh basically build something stick it together with edible glue at least uh at least 12 inches both tall and round as it ended up mm. being uh, nougat as the glue and an additional nougatine, excuse me, as, as, as the glue and an additional baked element is what was requested of these bakers. Martin went for an amaze, as in maize, as in corn, ing, crow corn bush. Let's go. Yes. I've, y'all heard me say fuck Martin a couple of times on his titling, but this one, yeah. You get a small applause from your guy here. Uh, cornbread. With a nectarine jam, corn sable cookies with chocolate ganache filling, shoe buns filled with a corn creme pat, all put together to look like an ear of corn. Fascinating shit, y'all. Uh, if y'all, if this is one y'all, y'all, you should see. You mm-hmm. truly should. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like amazing that he that he managed it. Mm-hmm. Diana, a fairy tale flamingo piece monte, uh, cho- chocolate cakes filled with orange mocha mousse. Passion fruit filled shoe buns decorated with raspberry meringue flamingos. This shit was ugly. Mm. Just plain trash. Last couple of things she done has, has done have, have kind of looked like this. And I'm like, Mm-mm. you are rushed and uh, it is showing. And so I was, uh, I myself was unhappy with this and uh, the judges uh, knew what was up as well. Uh, Sarah went with a solidarity piece, Monte, celebrating the people who helped her make it to the show. It's pistachio cake with raspberry orange blossom and mascarpone filling, a lemon raspberry macaroons. Another person saying, I don't make macaroons good, but I'm going to try to make them good this time. And though she succeeded at making them good this time, I'm telling people to stop doing that shit. If you don't make them good, don't. (laughs) Don't try this time to get them right. Make something that you know you make right all the time and do it even better this time. Mm -hmm. Just... Get your shit right, people. Uh, lemon verbena raspberry creme diplomat filled shoe buns. Man. Judging went as following. Martin up top achieved his corn on the cob look. Shoe buns are all even. The sobbly biscuits boring and needed more filling. The cake was good, but not his best cake. The sweet corn creme pat corn flavor was more on the back end and needed to uh, needed a bigger punch. Paul don't like corn and desserts. This is like xenophobia uh, or some shit because he was just <laughs> a big hater of corn because the whole time Prue was eating that shit the fuck up. Like, damn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, it's, it's, I, Paul seemed like one of them dudes who, uh, he seemed like my kid, like Xander. He just seemed like he he liked what he liked. Mm-hmm. Nothing else would be accepted. Mm-hmm. Like, settle down, bro. I bet you that shit delicious. Or I don't yeah, know. I, don't I, I can't know. say that. I don't know if I fuck with corn that hard. I mean, <laughs> I you've had some sweet cornbread. It's not far yeah. the cousin or corn yeah. with actually, like I sweet corn like, chunks, like whole corn kernels in it. I'm saying with a nice little nectarine jam mm-hmm. like they, they describe him having made. I bet you that was hit. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Bruce said it was. What about the uh, uh, what about that, the creme pat though with corn in it? That's um, I don't know. But if you process it's just, it's, corn down, right, it's high fructose corn syrup. So if you process the corn down, it's going to be sweet. Man-made. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Diana feels unfinished and rushed. 
And it looked at poor yeah. people. It looked that shit terrible. looked a, ma- a, a, a mess. mess. Um, girl, it's- why you put that out there like that? <laughs> 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 this the finale. Like I said, if anybody else would have won, I would have told y'all I couldn't do it. <laughs> her uh, her caramel did not cook up or cook down as like it need, like she needed it to, and so therefore she didn't get that. She the didn't get the croaking boost. Yeah, and it, yeah, it never got to that amber state and so forth. So I don't even know if it was sticking like it should have. Just, just bad. Uh, the meringue, the meringue flamingos were quite sharp in their flavor of raspberry. The case is that good or bad. He liked it. He oh, liked okay. that sharp flavor because you know he always wants the punch of flavor. Yeah, missing the punch. The cake's delicious. The flavors and textures are very good. The passion fruit in the shoe very good. Loves the filling. It just doesn't look good, and uh, that's what pretty much it came down to for this one. It tasted good. Uh, the textures were seemed to be all on point, but it looked like ass, y'all. It was just, it was bad. Stara, <laughs> it's like modern art. The macaroons are delicious. Should have chosen a single flavor for the creme diplomat as they both fight for per- supremacy. So it's a lemon verbena and raspberry. And so they both just ping, ping, and ping in with these zingy flavors. And it's like, which one is the one I'm zinging off of? And I can get that. Uh, a nice looking cake. Very nice flavor. Really lovely, moist, and light. A lovely cake. So she did well. Just not winning at all well. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but she did get to the finals, and I and and and, and, and hey, put some respect on her for that bit. Mm-mm. She 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 did what she had to do to get there. So that's all it is. Your winner of season one on Roku, season six if you count it overall, season seven if you count the CBS show, which I didn't know till today, is Martin Sorge of Chicago fame. And uh, props to him; he earned that shit in I, the end, y'all. And I believe that he. We were talking about this before we hopped on. I believe he won the season and the episode. Yes. That's not what it's not one of those ones where they basically had to reach back to say, mm-hmm. well, he did real good most of these episodes, and then he did okay here in the mm-hmm. finale. No, he really did. He schooled these fools all off in all three uh, challenges this week. He did it. He won. And 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 it simply must respect that. I don't think I like their the Americans platter as much as I like the British one, and I can't get why there's something the look of that american platter i don't know maybe it's just that font or something but also the material doesn't look as nice is it bigger it didn't look bigger it just looked less intricate you think they made us a a second uh, a second (laughs) a second grade i I do i i feel i feel like that that was something they probably had made here in america and brought over with them as opposed to wherever the brits get, get theirs made at and I think they do a, a better quality bit of crystal work over in England than they did in America. I so. did enjoy them going outside and doing it the way that they like. The ending was so satisfying. It was just like yeah. the other show. I think they've changed the music up slightly so it doesn't feel exactly like the other music. And and there is something a little bit more um, American about having all of these people with American accents in the tent. I did appreciate yeah. having Paul improve for that reason. I wouldn't mind a Brit hosting either just to to increase that in the tent. Yeah. But like overall, a really enjoyable season. I wish we had a quarterfinal, but I also just realized that I don't think we do quarterfinals in America. We would call it something else. No, I, was, I mean, we, we do like 
Elite Eight and you know, no, yeah, but we've never, but Elite we don't call eight? it a quote unquote quarterfinal. So they, it's like we have our semis and yeah. our and our final. So there's like finals. that missing one. Oh, it's, yeah, it's like whatever the first round of playoffs is, is called something, whatever we call it. Round one of the playoffs, <laughs> right? Call it, so, but and not going forward, we I, needed one, it. I hope we get 10 episodes next go around. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me my extra four. Don't be don't be skimping out on me, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I want a quarterfinal because it's it's a necessary part of the formula for this program. How do you think? Uh, and I missed it. I truly did miss it. How do you think Noah would do on uh, on episodes? He wouldn't have worked at all for this hmm. one. I think I think I don't know if enough Americans know Mighty Boosh and IT Crowd and the other things he's been on to appreciate him like Brits do and like. Dorks like me who have I I have like no no fielding art at my in my house so I didn't know guy. who he was before the show and I love him on the show like I really like him I think he's funny also yeah. I um the thing that the guy said in the article that I wanted to say we kind of talked about that earlier this season um that you have to go on the premise that people are watching the show for the very first time because the the yeah. the, the you know, the original show fans who are Americans are going to be here, but they're trying to get an audience who's never seen that show before. So I get why some of it felt like dumbed down for, for other audience members, but they are trying to score a new audience. Yep. As it turns out, it, it, it was like their like top review or rated a show on Roku channel, Yeah, which is why they so quickly was like, Give me another one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got people coming to a channel that most people probably don't know exists. Mm-hmm. It was delightful. And so, and then, it was very yeah, well done. And that, and that makes people go buy Roku devices. It makes people use their Roku TV in ways they might not have been doing this entire time. And I really, really enjoyed it. It really fit the bill. And it's also why we reviewed it mm-hmm. because they, they they were on point with it. And I was like, fuck with it. And so we, I think I had a great time doing this, this particular uh, of series. Okay. Um, regular Bake Off should be here around September, so you know we should be back around then. Uh, I don't think there's anything in the meanwhile that we are like let's let's jump on that. But if something pops up that 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 fits us, or you think is something that you think I would like to hear their take on it, holler at us. We'll see what we got going. I should probably check the email <laughs> just in case. Yeah, before we go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, nothing in the old folder. Have to check just in case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But man, I I I um thank you both as always for 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 getting down with this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a fun bit. Of, we 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 made it work. Whenever we whenever issues arrived, we got around them and worked around them. Aunt birthday was in this. It was. And there's some other stuff where we just had to work around and move and move dates to record. And every time we just made it happen, y'all. And I think that is a, a I don't know a compliment to how we get down as a team. We do this and we do it pretty, pretty good. Uh, last of, last of our, for, for at least for now, of our uh, polls and questions. What is the poll this go around? My, the question, my question for the week will be corn as dessert. Mm. <laughs> so that's your question of the week. No, we got to do like a head to head uh, Intamins or, or Little Debbie. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you know what? All right. So, it's got to be Ho Holes or Swiss Rolls? Well, no. So I'm saying Intamins, okay. Hostess, 
or little Debbie. Or little Deborah. That's good. Uh, yeah, because I'm riding with uh, with, uh, with Wendy's sister, uh, little Debbie. Little Deborah. <laughs> Deborah. Uh, let's see. If I had to think about it, I think it's hostess. Of those options. Ain't eating nothing hostess no more because they, they make everything with lard. Every bit of it. That's and crazy. All of it, just full of swine. Like, come on, y'all. It's <laughs> <laughs> so unnecessary. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like o- over the years, like at first, Little Debbie was like the one people thumb their nose at, but Little Debbie been like been coming through strong for some decades now. Ain't nobody else making nutty buddies. Not like she do. Nope. Although now they like wow small and she charged like a dollar fifty for them hoes. I mean, That's she, why we can't eat much. We can't we can't be back with much little Debbie. She went from little point. Debbie to Big Deborah to Deborah. And now that she's she Deborah, you know, she changed on us. Right. She, 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 got, she got stuff in the cereal aisle now. She go she uh, going out more and wearing less, and it ain't fair. Listen, sis got her back. I can't be mad at it. <laughs> I ain't mad at it. Oh my gosh. Uh that is the wonderful Nick Jew. It's been fun. Can't uh, wait to do it again. Last time we ended, I was like, Austin, I'm like, oh my God. And then we did the big branch. I'm like, oh my God. But now I know our, we're right around the corner. So very happy. Thank you all for listening and reaching out. And if you find this later on, hey. <laughs> right? That's for real. You know what I'm saying? Nick, you uh, is, is, a, is a co-host of, uh, just in case you didn't know, of, of the What's the Tea podcast. It's a great podcast that you should be getting down with as well. So make sure you get on that. Don't sleep. Uh, that's the homie uh, Tatum two one six. Yes, um, I could be found um, on the Skim Podcast, which also Nick has done a bunch of those with us. So go back and listen to those. I might. Yeah. Okay. So make sure I put that in the show notes. He at least at least uh, her most recent uh, appearance on Skim. So it'll be there. All you gotta do is click go. Uh, I am the Entertainer seven thirteen. We do this. I can't say every week because right now you get a break, <laughs> but we'll be back and then we'll do Tim Mo and it'll be lovely and it's going to be a good time to be had. I'm saying right now, man, we, we, we truck this right along. It's good stuff. We do a make, we do a great show and we're grateful for you for having listened to it. We will catch you uh, here in the fall sometime. Until then, peace. Bye. What happened to your ass? It used to be beautiful.